0: On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light so with that in mind let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode hello 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 everyone welcome to the inside story podcast oh my goodness do we have a good episode for you today i am digging in for the first time and we're going to do this live on the show I am digging in for the first time into human design. Now, I know this is a big topic for a lot of you out there. Many of you have um, done your human design chart. You've taken the assessment, you know, you know, all the different terminology, the generator, the projector. I don't even know them all. Um, And I've heard so much about it, you know, over the years, and I have not dug into human design at all. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I've even resisted it because I've been like, I don't really care what my chart says, (laughs) you know, like I am who I am. It's probably not going to change who I am. Right. And so I'm just typically one of these people that doesn't take a lot of assessments. I don't think it changes my view much, but again, I haven't taken a lot of assessments. So that could be a very limited view of things. And I fully admit that but you know what? I have a good friend with me today that I invited onto the show because you know what happens when you get curious enough, when you get curious enough, you will dig in. And finally, I got curious enough to think more about, especially human design. And I started thinking about storytelling, of course, and I wanted to know like, okay, Do people with a certain type of human design, would they approach storytelling differently than say someone of a different human design? And I don't know the answer to that because I'm not a human design expert. I literally just took my human, I just recently generated my chart. I, I don't know what my chart says. It makes, it's like hieroglyphics to me. So I've invited my good friend, Daniel Laura, who is, I mean, the premier human design expert in on the internet right now. I promise. Um, She knows it so well. I have so much regard for her because so many of my peers that I also greatly respect talk so highly of Danielle Laura and the work that she does. I've been on several calls with Danielle when she's been talking about human design and she's been sharing human design. And what I've always appreciated about it is the way that she approaches it from a really um down to earth practical standpoint and a way that we can all understand which I think is important. So if you're interested in human design or you're like me and you've never studied human design either way I think this episode is for you. And we're going to approach human design today from the standpoint of how do we show up as storytellers? How do we show up with our story? How do we get visible doing the things that I'm always talking about doing on the show but doing it from a way that makes sense? according to our own personal human design, all right? So we're also gonna be sharing with you more about how to get your human design chart. If all of this is foreign territory for you, don't worry, we've got you covered, all right? So with that being said, it is my official honor to welcome my friend, Danielle Laura, to the show. Welcome, Danielle.
1: Oh, thank you so much, April. I'm so excited to be here today and talk about human design from a storytelling lens and get practical with
0: it. Yes, I'm really excited about doing that again. You know, from that lens, I thought, you know, if there's one way that you can get me interested in human design is if, <laughs> if we look at it from the lens of storytelling, because that of course makes sense to me. And I think it will be helpful to others who are also on this journey to become a better storyteller, to understand storytelling better, to also, you know, dive deeper into their own stories so they, they can use their stories in powerful ways. And so that's what we're going to do today. So thank you for being willing to to look at human design from this lens. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. So just before we completely dive in, I, I do want those who don't know who you are, I want them to know a little bit more about your expertise in human design. When did, how did, how did human design, how did you become a human design expert? Quite honestly, how did, how did this fall into you, you know, doing this work?
1: Well, it's all started about seven years ago when I was in corporate, you know, living the Living what I thought was my best life, but yet I felt like my soul was dying inside basically, right? <laughs> um, follow the path to success and fulfillment that I thought was meant for me. And yet, even though I loved what I was doing, I still felt like there's got to be something else, right? And I have a Western medicine background. So I was very used to studying the physical and the mental, right? And then my master's is in, in counseling and I was a therapist. So I understood the physical and I understood the mental, but I was like, there's a gap here, there's got to be something else happening beyond just those two things. Cause like, why am I, I know I'm not crazy. Why am I feeling all of these things and sensations and picking up, you know, energy from other people, but I didn't mm-hmm. know what to call it at that point. Right. Um, and so I became obsessed with finding the answer. Um, I was, I was studying everything you could imagine um, on like the Western side of medicine, because I was so or the Eastern side, because I was so used to studying the Western side. And I'm like, maybe there's something else here. I happened to stumble upon human design and gene keys and from the energetics standpoint. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Like the energetics piece is what was missing because there's Mm -hmm. mind, body, and spirit. Right. I was, I had studied the mind and the body, but the spirit piece, right. The energetics piece, because we were, we're all energetic beings. Mm-hmm. That was the missing link for me. So I ended up like, I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this is not, you know, like where's the empirical data? Where's the testing? Where's all of this, right. Cause my Western medicine mind, as well as, you know, my Christian background and things like this too, was like, so questioning, like this, this has gotta be the weirdest thing ever. But also I was at a point where I was like, okay, but let me just see, let me just, I'm open because at this point I've got to find answers, right? Um, And so I dove headfirst into understanding my design, my Mm -hmm. from a human design perspective, a Gene keys perspective, looking at it from my life purpose realizing oh shoot what i'm doing is not my life's purpose mm. here's what i actually know like is my calling now that i'm seeing it here oh my gosh this resonates so deeply here's how this applies to like you know my relationships how i um, my health how i how i be in the world and every part of my life so i went on the journey of just applying it all to my life to see if it even worked I'm, i was a skeptic right i'm like but you know what at this point i'm going to try it i'm open to trying it And sure enough, it led to a huge life altering, I guess, spiritual awakening in a sense, uh, as you can call it, where I really began to question everything in my life, really for the first time ever, and came into understanding who God designed me to be before conditioning and before trauma and before Mm -hmm. the world says you should do X, Y, and Z. And that's what human design and Gene Keys was able to open up for me um, to the point where I then left my corporate job, left my former marriage, left the place I was living, moved across the country, started my business, yada, yada, yada. Here we are many years later, um, quite literally living the life I was designed to live and living in my purpose. And that's how I got started.
0: That's so good. And I love that you, you point out the different backgrounds and the different um, reasons why looking at an alternative would have been wrong or erroneous or skeptical, you know, coming from a Western medicine background coming from, you know, the corporate America, like just checking off all the boxes kind of you know, mentality, oftentimes, Um, even your Christian background, you know, Christian principles, Christian living. I mean, I so relate with that too. And, but yet also knowing that there's other ways, I guess, being open to understanding that there are other ways that information can be communicated to us, right? There's other ways that we can look at things. And I, and I love the fact that you realized there was a big missing piece in this energetic field, this spirituality, this, 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 not just mind, you know, and the body piece, but this spirit piece. Um, So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing the fact that you were skeptical for all the, all of those reasons. And yet when you just got curious enough to To try it, to practice it, to put it into work—that it did open up other pathways for you to make real change in your life—that has been very fruitful. That's so cool. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of big changes you mentioned. You mentioned divorce. You mentioned career change. A big Mm cross-country move. Those are like significant, you know, changes that you made in your life as a result of getting additional data. Right. This is a form of data.
1: So I'm excited to
0: dive in then. I am super excited to dive in. And so um, why don't we start? Because again, I'm going to play, I am as, as green as it gets when it comes to human design. And I, I know that there's, there's listeners out there who, who know their design chart. They've done it. They know what they are. They've done some of this work. And I also know there are other people listening who are just like me, who have no idea what any of this is um, for the most part. So let's talk really high level of the different, uh, categories, I guess it would be Mm -hmm. the different types of design that there are in the human design chart from just kind of that top layer piece. And can we give a broad, a broad scope introduction of what each of those are or how they normally show up in our lives? Totally. So quick, brief overview of
1: human design. I kind of mentioned it's, it's who we were literally designed to be before conditioning, before trauma, before the world told us what we should be and how we should live. So it's kind of like this huge permission slip is what I look at it, because it, it allows us to be reminded of who we actually really are, not who we were conditioned to believe we are right or to be. And that is so powerful and it can be applied to literally any facet of life you could imagine. So the cool thing is, if you see your chart, you're going to see all of these like signs and symbols. It's going to look like hieroglyphics exactly like you said earlier. (laughs) And um, the cool thing is nobody in the world has your exact same human design. Your exact blueprint. Now you're going to have a same type as someone else. There's because there's five main types, so there's going to be some overlap. You might you're going to have many. You know, you're a manifesting generator. There's going to be plenty of other people in the world that are also manifesting generators. However, that's just one little piece of the big puzzle, right? But when we're talking about, especially as it relates to storytelling, I think let's go into the types and the five Uh main types and share how they can really leverage their storytelling superpowers based on their
0: type. Yes, that's that's what I want. Absolutely.
1: Cool. So let's start with your type, which is Manifesting Generator. So you guys are the visionaries of the world. You have all of this creative, all of these plethora of creative ideas, usually all at the same time, which can sometimes be overwhelming, right? And confusing because it's all these brilliant ideas. So the really big thing here is you guys are solution focused people. You are here to have all of these innovative visionary aspects of how people can create tangible solutions in their life right? In many different ways. Yeah. So um, as this relates to storytelling, you guys are very much relators and visionaries. So when you're telling your story, really share share those relatable types of stories and themes that everybody else is gonna be able to recognize themselves in on some level, right? Um, Usually three big things I see here are um, love and heartbreak. We've all experienced that. Mm -hmm. You know, death, you know, death and dying to some degree, whether that's with a, you know, a person, a circumstance, right? Things like this. Um, And faith, right? We all have a faith journey and story in some way. So those are kind of three pillars that you can even begin to think about um, and begin to share your story. But also adding in that th- those um, layers of visionary. So share not only what you were going through in that moment, but what you saw was possible for you that made you want to keep going, right? That's yeah. going to be a superpower that you have.
0: So, so timely because just, um, just this week, you know, I, I just got back from a, a conference of Brendan Burchard growth day event, and Fine. it was, I'm, I'm going to have to record a whole episode on the podcast about my experience there. But, um, one of the things that. I have been personally marinating on since that conference because it was discussed and brought up at the conference was around this idea around ambition. and i I wrote a whole piece on ambition last week about it because, you know, I don't I think i had I think I had gotten away from my ambition a little bit, and I needed this reminder personally for me. But I have always been a very ambitious person. And as to your point, like that visionary, I have a lot of creative ideas. I have a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I see in my head that are out in the future, you know, that creates vision. This also creates ambition to want to go achieve those things, even though it's going to take hard work and determination, which is the definition of ambition. And, um, and I looked back on because I felt like I had kind of gotten away from that a little bit. I had really stepped away from my ambition and maybe even was having a hard time visioning my future. I got into a state of reflection about all the times that I could even think of in that moment where I have been ambitious and I've worked really hard and I've had determination and I've had vision and I created something when it wasn't available before, Mm. you know, and I came up with all these examples of of how I've done it in the past. And it seemed to unlock something for me when I was, when I was writing about it. And I then stated forward a vision that I'm now creating, you know, and that was, that, that was very exciting to me to share that storytelling piece, like to share that story on my social media, into my email. I sent it out to my email list. um, And I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll do a whole debrief on the show at some point and even share it further here. But but it was really, it made me feel good to share my vision that I had unlocked, you know, in that, in that writing, it felt really good for me to share that vision publicly, which now yeah. makes sense why that type of storytelling really appeals to me. And that's the type of storyteller that I often am.
1: Yes. How aligned you are with your design, right? That's amazing Yes. That yes, makes so much sense. Yeah. I love, I love that. that. Thank that. you for sharing that. That is epic. So next we have generators. So generators are what I call the magnetic creators of the world. They are really here to create solutions from the depths of creative foresight. They can see things that other people can't see in terms of creativity. So in terms of storytelling, right, you guys are so dynamic in your storytelling. You're like the most like hilarious, relatable mm-hmm. people, because you can, you can tell one story and it have like 10 different threads that pretty much anybody on the history of the planet can relate to. So within your sharing, share different storylines that were happening within the plot, right? If that mm-hmm, makes sense, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, you're, for example, Lots you know, of you're, micro storytelling inside the story, Yeah, exactly. Right. So for example, you know, you're, you're leaving your corporate career and you're starting your own business. There were probably 10 other things also happening at that same time, Mm -hmm. right? The the little other micro stories that you can share that creates the, the, the beautiful story. That you can't get enough of you're like hanging on every word and generators have that superpower where they can be talking about all these little micro subplots within one one plot and it's so magnetic and they do it effortlessly they don't even know they do it sometimes and i love hearing generators tell stories i always know when it's a generator because (laughs) they do this just naturally
0: Yeah, that's I I can definitely think of some just like we have members of our of our speakeasy, you know, working on telling their stories and and developing speeches and things like that. And I'm already thinking of people that are inside our speakeasy that I'm like, oh, they must be this category. They must be a generator (laughs) because they do that really, really well. They do that really, really well. Naturally, I don't even have to coach around that. They do it automatically.
1: Yeah, it's so intrinsic because it's there energetic superpower, which is so cool. I love that you can also see that right off the bat too. That's amazing. So then we have, uh, manifestors. So manifestors are the trailblazers of the world. They have this unconventional energy to actually be able to do the thing that most people may not ever have the courage to do. Mm -hmm. So for their storytelling, it's going to be very, very, um, directed at courage and bravery. Mm -hmm. And what was the act that you did that transformed X, Y, Z for you? Right. And being, and, and, kind of, they're very bold also in their storytelling. So kind of pushing the line, inspirational, motivational, also, um, also polarizing. Right. Mm-hmm. They're the type of people where not everybody's going to like necessarily resonate very much attract or repel type of storytelling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's what makes them so magnetic to their people. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's what's so amazing. That's what the manifester superpower is. So kind of tote that line, go, you know, go to the edge of the earth. Right. Be bold. Talk about that courage from that place that inspires someone else to now have the courage that they never would have had previously before hearing your story.
0: Mm, love that. So good. Yes. And then we have
1: projectors. So I'm a projector in human design. Mm -hmm. You're a manifesting generator. Um, So projectors are the guides of the world. We are Mm -hmm. really here to help people see the things they can't see for themselves. So when we're storytelling, it's really beautiful thing to make parallels, right? Mm -hmm. To not just tell the story, but share why that piece of the story is important. So you're, uh, you're awakening the person listening or reading or whatever to understand why all these pieces are significant.
0: Yeah. So you're teaching really guiding and teaching in your storytelling a lot.
1: Exactly. Right. Totally. For example, you know, the difference, for example, between like a generator would be they're, te- you know, they're sharing all of this magnetic creative story from this place that people are usually like laughing in and on all of these things. Whereas projectors are a little more nuanced because they're actually teaching while they're sharing a story. It's not mm-hmm. just something funny, perhaps, but it's actually something that people can learn from while they're hearing the story.
0: Yeah. I'll often say to, um, to people in my programs, like it is important that our stories have a point, right? Like we yeah. actually have a place we're t- trying to, to bring people and to inform them and educate them and teach them. So, you know, we can learn from our projector friends if we're not naturally a projector, because our storytelling does need to have this component, you know, because it does help our audience feel more connected When we feel like we're learning something, we can get value out of this person who's sharing, right? When they are the teacher, they're the guide. So this is really, really good. Yes. I love it.
1: And last but not least, the fifth type is reflectors
0: Mm. and reflectors.
1: I call them the mystical mirrors of the world Mm. because they are here to literally mirror back to whomever they're around. They're kind of like a chameleon. They take on the energy of whoever they're around. That is really powerful when it comes to storytelling because they're masters at reading the room. Mm. And so they might not actually have a full plan around really what they're going to say. What they're going to do is they're going to be able to feel into kind of read the room, read the energy, maybe hear prior conversations and just speak from their heart of what they know whoever around them actually needs to hear. And that's really powerful, right? They so might do you have-
0: think these people think on their feet a little bit faster. They're a little bit more yeah. um in the moment spontaneous. They don't like it, you know. I'm thinking again of my of the of the people that come through my speakeasy, you know, often have them write their talk out in advance. Yep. And there are some students in there who don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And are they yeah, my reflectors? <laughs> they
1: might be, they might be. Yeah. And because they're like,
0: they want to be in a spontaneous moment of it all. And they, they kind of want to wing it a little bit.
1: Well, and that's really actually their superpower because that's their superpower they're, they're yeah. designed to read the energy of whoever they're around and know yeah. just intuitively what, Particular story gets to be shared, yeah, so maybe yeah. for them you encourage them to have like a story bank, right? Maybe they yeah. have multiple stories they can pull from, right? And then as they're reading the room, they kind of wing it in that moment, but have of course the structure that I'm sure you teach them and things mm-hmm. that they they can pull upon there too.
0: Yeah, that is so fascinating, and I can see each one being so. I can see each one being very different and having strengths, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm also sitting here thinking, you know. The Master Storyteller, right? The Master Storyteller is someone who can learn from each piece of the human design, the, yes. each aspect. you know the kind of learns you're you're really naturally good at one, but yes. we have to learn, and, and I always say storytelling is a skill. So other areas where we are not as naturally gifted, that might be the area that we have to be more intentional about, and we may have to focus our skill development on, right? Correct. Like yeah. it might be good for those of us who are not reflectors to occasionally kind of throw caution to the wind and practice more of that improv, right? Yeah, of Going and, and, and leaning into the room and sharpening that intuitive skill so that you can you can, you can hone that side of the storytelling that you may not be naturally gifted at. So I love thinking through all of those because you gave very different examples of, you know, the skill set and the type of storytelling, what they'd be really good at. But I'm thinking if you want to become that master storyteller, which I mean, I do, I want to become a master storyteller and, um, you know, I think there's areas that I'm good at also that may not be the manifesting generator side of things, you know, but that's really because I've spent a lot of time practicing this, you know, I spent a yeah. lot of time honing those skills and understanding that, you know, I have to, I have to get good at all the areas, but knowing where you're, you can start and where you can start easily. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense, right? Like totally because it's not comfortable for everyone to share their story. But if they can lean into like, Oh, that does make a lot of sense to me that does feel really good and comfortable. I could just go do it that way to start that gets people out there more doing their thing.
1: Yeah, because I think starting is the hardest part. Really, starting is the have hardest part. In, right? So for if sure. If you know you have an inherent superpower, just start with that and then mm-hmm. cultivate superpowers from other types as well to really become that that masterful storyteller for sure.
0: Yeah. Why does, um, I'm curious because we have a category that is manifester and we have a category that's generator, but my category is manifesting generator. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Like, why is that a double name?
1: So you're actually a combination between a manifestor and a generator, okay. but you are your own type, right? So that's, what's really cool about it. You still have your own distinct um, features, so to speak, that the qualities that make you, you that come from both the manifestor and the generator.
0: All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So if we were to go, I think that's a really great starting point, And that might be enough, you know, like that's probably enough yeah. for people to sink their teeth into, especially if they're like me and this is all brand new, but if we were to go a layer deeper, um, and especially for those listening who have done their human design charts and they know there's more to the chart than just that top line layer of what category we fall into or what type of manifesting general, or what type of human design do we have? Um, there are some other things on the chart, uh, and it's pretty detailed. I don't know what any of these things are. When you start walking people through human design, what are, what's like the next layer you normally go into?
1: Well, when we're, when we're starting with human design, I always recommend people begin with their type, their Mm -hmm. strategy, and their authority. These are the, the, the foundations for you to be able to live your design and everything else will flow from there. Okay. When we're looking at it from a storytelling perspective, other thing I love helping my writers and speakers with is their profile lines. So you'll, you'll see something on your chart that says profile, and it will give you two numbers. Yep. Um, So like yours is one, three. You are a Mm -hmm. one three profile. So um we love to pull upon those particular the energies of that number in your message and the way that you speak through things. So I can kind of run their six numbers. I can just run through those briefly and you can kind of see maybe some superpowers that you have of of how to pull, you know, what things to pull in based on your energetics, right?
0: Okay. This is good. So
1: yeah. So for you, for number one, you guys are the invested, you're, it's called the investigator line. It is all about getting to the root and the core. You guys leave no stone unturned, right? You, you were going to, you're like FBI agents, like you're going to find out <laughs> everything you need to know. Right. So within your storytelling, don't be afraid to go deep with details mm-hmm. and really share like a, B, C, D, e, all the way to Z, right? Don't be afraid to share all the good middle pieces that got you to the end result because those details matter, and you're an expert at that,
0: yeah. Well, you know, I'm a former journalist, so that makes a lot of sense uh-huh. I'm a one yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yep,
1: totally. And I totally. And I
0: do. I even in my interviewing style, personally, you know, this is just for me personally. But in my interviewing style, I think that I've clearly that's been my superpower because, okay. um, I don't, I, I go for the jugular in my interviews. I do not let people off the hook easily. I ask, you know, 10 more questions versus just ending when most people would end. And I'm like, no, 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 there's more. And I keep going. And so that makes a lot of sense as far as the storytelling piece, the way that you're sharing about sharing a little bit more of the steps and a little bit more of the details. That makes a lot of sense too. And I know a lot of people out there when they think about storytelling, some people think, especially those who may be a one, right? A lot of times they think, I think I share too much. I hear this as a a, Ah, a concern a lot from, um, people that come to me, they're like, I think I'm an overshare. I think I share too much Mm -hmm. and I am definitely that person. I don't think it's too much. Um, I think there, there is a balance that we have to look at. And so Mm -hmm. knowing if you're a one, this makes sense that knowing that allows you to understand yourself a little bit better. Like it's okay. You're naturally yeah. built to share a little bit extra than maybe more people share. My husband always gives me a hard time because, you know, like when I call someone and I leave them a voicemail, right. my voicemails <laughs> are very long. <laughs> that is a I tell them everything yeah. in the voicemail and he's like, you could have just said, Hey, call me back. You know,
1: I'm like, right. Oh
0: no, 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 that, that's not me at all. You know, I leave yes. long detailed voicemails. So yep. it's pretty funny.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, you you are so the embodiment of what it means to have a one-line superpower for sure. That's amazing. So our two lines are, um, they're very much the natural talents type of people. And it's called the hermit line for the technical name. But this is very much where um, you are meant to really go within in silence and solitude to collect mm. your thoughts and what's true for you versus what you may have taken on from someone else. Mm. So when it comes to storytelling, really speak from the superpower of i wa- i have gone within myself mm-hmm. i know this is my truth i know this is my abilities i know this is my power because i've spent time in the trenches right and sharing from the depths of those moments so people that have two lines very very deep people by nature mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to share that depth right don't be afraid and it it might just be one story that you share right so the one line might share 12 things right <laughs> the the two line might just share one thing but will go 10 layers deep yeah. into that one thing. Right. So really whatever the big, the big point is that you want to make within your story, go into the depths of what allowed you to see it from that perspective
0: and now speak to it to that degree. Mm, so good. That is so good. Yeah. And yeah. I think it sounds like to me too, just in terms of how they might approach storytelling before they even tell the story, uh, yes. a person has a two line uh, probably needs a little bit more time. They may not be as spontaneous as, say, me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I yeah. see a story. I act immediately. Um, and I do know there's. I do know this with clients. There are some clients that they need a minute. They need a yeah. minute to think about it. They need a minute to you know pray about it. They need a minute to go inward and think and 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 process a little bit more. So that makes a lot of sense, lot of sense too. too.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. So take that time as and nurture that to make sure it's really authentic for you. That's really the biggest thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then we have three lines. So three is the you know the other part of your line, you're a yeah. one three. I have a three in my profile as well. So three lines are all about trial and error through life, right? So you are literally designed to uh, it, experience something, go through the whole shebang of what that means and then share it, right? So when you're storytelling, it's going to come from a very embodied place. You're Mm going to very much share what happened from point A to Z, right? Like what did you have to go through? What is it that you actually experienced? Pull upon emotion, right? Because Mm -hmm. when we've lived it, we have, we know what it feels like, right? So Mm -hmm. you do really well with emotive storytelling, really speaking to emotions that you felt that you can, uh, that you can bring the listener into as well Mm -hmm. to paint that picture in a really rich way.
0: Mm, So good. Um, You know, this is actually foundational to our story arc that I share um, very openly. um, And, you know, everyone has, I mean, you know, has access to free on my website, but like, I give it to all my clients, we discuss it, but that emotion piece is such a, a big piece of storytelling um, in terms of how to really bring our audiences to us. And so for someone who isn't a three, right? This will be something that to be more aware of because it is a, a central piece to storytelling is, is learning to be emotive. So it's not if it's not yeah. natural to you, it's very natural to me. I'm a three, uh, mm-hmm. very natural to you, you're a three. Um, but if it's not natural to you and you don't have a three in your human design, this will make more sense, right? This will make more yes. sense of like, oh, that's why I struggle, you know, sharing the yes. emotion when April's saying, hey, tell me how that made you feel. And they'll go, I don't know how that made me feel. You know, I mean, right. that's often like the, my big question. How did that make you feel? And some people can very easily produce the, the the language around how that made them feel and others cannot. So that's very helpful.
1: Very, very helpful. Great. So then we have a four and the four is called the opportunist. You are, you guys are the community people of the world. You need your tribe, community, people around you. Excuse me. Um, that you feel like get you right. You feel like there is a purpose. So when you're speaking in the storytelling aspect, create your own sense of community by bringing them in, right? Make them feel like they were there with you, experiencing X, Y, Z thing. Help them see that they see themselves in you, right? Because we're, mm-hmm. you're very relatable, right? You're, you guys are the people people of the world. So really allow allow your story to allow them, the listener, the reader to come in and, and be a part of what you are sharing as well.
0: Yeah. The type of storyteller that I see that does this really, really well are those who can, um, it's kind of a storytelling technique that I teach around dropping people into the middle of your story, like Mm -hmm. really describing in detail, you know, the scene and, and how things smelled and how things looked and all of that, because then They can really begin to visualize they're right there with you. Yes, Um, I've seen a really, really great example of this. I use this, I use this one example all the time because it has stuck with me. Um, I was at a conference one time, a women's conference, and um, Danette May, she's a she's a kind of a do you know Danette May? Do you know know who she is? She's an online entrepreneur. She is in the health and wellness space. She's a big speaker. She's a, a, you know, very, very accomplished entrepreneur, businesswoman. She's amazing. And she was speaking. And the minute she started delivering her talk, she said uh, something along. She did it much better than what I'm going to do right now. But basically what she did was like, I remember coming home. I remember leaving the hospital after having a baby and getting into the car and getting into buckling my seatbelt and getting so nervous about driving home and turning around to like double check everything in the back seat and seeing the car seat in the back seat and then not seeing the baby. There was no baby there. Mm. So she took us immediately into Especially for, it was a women's conference. So it was a good guess. A majority of us were moms. Not everybody was, but a lot of women in that room were moms. And we do know what that bringing home the baby thing is about. Like you get in the car and you're like, I have to drive a car with my baby in it like you're freaking out you you, yeah. you suddenly you forget how to drive you know and yeah. and so she was taking us into that that moment mm. and also dropping us further into her story when she says I turned around and there's no baby in the car mm. seat cuz now she had a story to tell about where was that baby what happened right which yes. she then did, did spend the majority of her talk sharing and I'm like clearly she was good at that, right? She was yes. really good at bringing people into the scene with her. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's a something that I have tried to emulate again, practice my own skill around. Cause I'm not a four right.
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: to practice that in my own storytelling. I love that example. And, and such a beautiful embodiment
1: of a four. It'd be interesting to see if she happens to have a four line, right. Or if that's something I that know. she cultivated, right. That's yeah. really, really cool. I love that. Yeah. So good.
0: Okay, so five.
1: Yep, then we have five lines. So fives, uh, it's called the heretic, but it's all about being magnetic, super Mm -hmm. magnetic. Five lines are the people that can like walk into a room and you just feel their presence, right? Or they start telling a story and everybody stops what they're doing and cannot take their eyes off of them because they're sharing from passion. They're Mm -hmm. literally sharing because they believe it from the depths of their soul, right? And so you feel that soul passion from them. Um, So when you're speaking, these are gonna be the people when you're storytelling, to attune to the passion, attune to why this matters, because in that you are going to be so magnetic, people, you could probably hear a pin drop, right? Because people are going to be so hanging on your every word, right? So really attune to those pieces because that's your superpower.
0: Mm, Really good. Yeah. I can think of so many times where I've um, heard speakers at events or, you know, read someone's words in a book and, and people that were sharing their story in some way. And I can think of many times where that has happened. We're like, man, I just couldn't take my eyes off of them or I couldn't put that book down. You know, they just had captured me from the get go. Yes.
1: Love it. That probably a beautiful example of a five line in their magnificence there. Yep. And then last but not least, of course, we have the six lines. Six lines are the role models. So they are really here to share their story from now being on the other side, Mm -hmm. right? So very inspirational. A lot of motivational speakers actually have six lines um, in their profile, and it's so inherent. It's so natural Mm -hmm. for them. They're natural storytellers because they're able to share, hey, here I am now, but when I was there, whoo, this is what happened, and this is probably Mm -hmm. where you are. I'm here to show you what's possible on the other side because I've lived it, and here's how I got there, right? So really, you know, be be bold, share from the depths of your heart, share now, especially the pieces of being on the other side and mm-hmm. what people have to look forward to when they get there too, right? Very, yeah. very inspiring.
0: Yeah, definitely. And again, that's another big part of our story arc. The last piece of the arc is what I call the other side. And it is exactly that. Like that is okay. our job as storytellers, whether we have a six in our line or not, is to really um, harness the power of our own experiences to see it from that perspective of being on the other side of it and remembering yes. that the people that you're talking to may still be on there may still be on the first side, right? Right. And so, Letting them know that there is hope, there is encouragement, there is a way forward, there is, there is something waiting for them once they do the work, right? And so that's a yeah. big piece of storytelling that I teach um, is from that perspective, which again, we all need to learn how to do, but obviously some are more natural at it than others.
1: Right. And that's what this is about: giving yourself permission to start with your superpower. Yeah. The easiest place to start. Then master these other aspects, right? But if you know your inherent superpower, go ahead and just start with that. And I encourage, you know there's so many other pieces of our chart we could talk about, but yeah. I think the, the, the types and the profile lines are an amazing place to start. So as you're listening to this, maybe jot down some notes, right? And just see, just see as you start speaking or even writing, whatever it is that you're doing, pulling in, starting with some of those superpowers and see where that leads you. See how much more easeful or potent that might be for you and just try and then let us know.
0: So one thing I wanted to ask you about, because this is all really fascinating, actually, I'm so glad that we did this. And I'm so glad that I, you you know, finally um, opened my eyes a little bit to human design to understand it better. Cause this is actually so helpful for me thinking how I can better help my clients knowing if I knew their human design and I knew all of this ahead of time, I would know a little bit more of a better way to guide them. So, Hey, like I learned something major in that regard today. So thank you. Oh, Uh, awesome. You're welcome. And also I'm thinking, you know, for those who haven't done human design, you know, when I took my chart, I was actually surprised at like the way that it's generated the chart itself is generated by Mm -hmm. a birthday um, and a birthplace like where you were born. And and even like a time if you know Mm -hmm. the time that you were born. Um, for, so first of all, it's pretty simple to get your human design chart and we will yep. actually we'll link up a place on your website where you offer it for free mm-hmm. so people can get the human design chart. And you also have this really great downloadable guide that you can get with it. So you can, you know, we only went through a couple of categories today, but Danielle offers um, a little bit more explanation in the guide. So you can again, learn a little bit more about your chart if you know nothing like I do. Uh, But what I thought was interesting was the fact that it was just really simple data that you input. So what is the ethos behind human design, grabbing your birth date and your birthplace to generate your unique blueprint?
1: Yes. So your human design is made up of a couple of different systems that are all combined together in this amazing equation that spits out your design. So that is the I Ching quantum physics, astrology, the chakra system, and genetics. And all of that together in its magical equation (laughs) is what creates your signature blueprint. That again, is so unique to you. No one's going to have your exact same chart. You might have, again, you know, like you and I both have a three in our profile line, right? Right. You're going to have other people with your type, but all the other goodness of you is, is unique to you.
0: Yeah. And all of this is really taken, like you said, those are all very Eastern philosophies, you know, very Eastern, uh, world philosophies. So those of us that play primarily in the Western world and have grown up with Western ideas and uh, practices, this may be a real opportunity for you to open your eyes. And just like Danielle went on that journey in the beginning and just said, let me just see. (laughs) Let me just see what's over there. There may be information that can be helpful for you to understand a little bit more about yourself that make, you know, I think these things are great from the standpoint of like, Oh, that makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. um, those are my strengths. Like, it's almost like a verification system, you know, like, yeah, totally. I agree. Like I am that person, you know, not from the standpoint of like, it's not going to change who you are, which is why I resisted it. Right. I'm like, Why do I need to know my human design? I am who I am and it's not really going to change, but that's not really the goal or the information received about it. It's more of understanding more about why you are the way you are and understanding that there's a lot of different inputs that made you that way. Number one, God, Um, the biggest input of all, but even like how we, how we do move about the world, how we do tell our story, how we do show up. How we need to, some of us are more spontaneous than others, you know, and understanding that and not being made to feel bad about it just because someone else may operate in a different way.
1: Yes, it's liberating. Like I said, it's a permission slip really to remind you who you actually were created to be because sometimes we get disconnected from that, right? Sometimes we just take on the roles of whatever Mm -hmm. someone wants of us that's not really authentic and we we come up with resistance or dissatisfaction or what have you. So this allows us to just as a beautiful and powerful reminder of who we actually are so we can live in authenticity with that across every area of our life.
0: So for you and your work, let's like take storytelling out of it for a minute. Although I do know, like you said, you work with speakers, you work with writers, you work with people who are actively engaged in storytelling in their work and in, in getting their work out into the world. But overall, um, how how are you using design? Because you are a um, projector, right? Is that what you say yep. you are? And you're the guide. You're the teacher. That's yep. like your sweet spot. Um, yeah. So you're like a good coach, right? Um, how are you using human design to help other people?
1: We really look at human design for anything that someone wants to learn, right? Usually they they come with some sort of transitionary period where they're like, you know, I'm on the precipice of something different, whether that is in their relationship, whether that's their business, whether that's something wonky is going on with their health, right? There's something is, is kind of tapping them on the shoulder to be like, I need to pay attention to something here, right? And the beautiful thing about learning design is it's your energetic mastery. It's self-mastery mm-hmm. from who you were designed to be. You are at the core of everything else in your life. So when I say, actually, it's so funny, I had just written a post that I'm gonna be um, coming out with later of you know some things I've been working on with clients lately. And they're so vastly different mm-hmm. because everybody, when you understand the mastery of you and how that applies, we apply that to any area of life you could imagine. There are people that I'm doing Deep dive business intensive with there are couples and families that I'm uh-huh. working with in terms of the harmony of, of the relationship of everyone's design right.
0: Mm. Um,
1: there's um, there's health. How do we actually optimize your health based on how your energetics needs to thrive because you're probably living out of alignment with that. Mm. Um, there, I mean, like any, I mean, I really, really anything you could imagine, we go into it because the blueprint there. We just get to see how do we get to master you and your blueprint and how that applies to this particular area of your life.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like we just applies to so many things and I'm sitting here thinking, Mm -hmm. um, of just a lot of different ways that, you know, people could be using it as, like you said, when they're feeling a little out of alignment or they're feeling the desire and the need and the necessity for maybe a big change Or Mm -hmm. when things just aren't working, you know, like I've been doing this Mm -hmm. thing over and over again, and it's just not working, maybe having a fresh perspective about what does your human design say? What does your human design say that would be a better way for you to approach this situation or an easier way for you to go about making this big change and knowing that Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of people that like me that did not know, you know, that human design can really Uh, inform us from that perspective so that that is really cool to think further about, like not just storytelling, but how we are in relationships with people, how we communicate with our kids, we make financial decisions, how we move about in our business, maybe big, you know, changes like moving across the country. You're having, you're going through some big changes right now. You're getting ready to take a big trip and you're getting married. So like you have your own big life changes that are happening right now. So we all go through that, you know,
1: exactly. And it's this beautiful roadmap. And I always say, I kind of meet people in two positions, either one, you feel like something's not aligned. You're in the middle of a transition and you want to learn how, how to be the most true to you in these decisions that you're making, right? The other piece is people who feel totally aligned and lit up by their life. And they're ready for those little 1% micro shifts to become even better. And then we get to look at your chart from a more nuanced place. And we get really, you know, nitty gritty into all of those little numbers that you see and those little mm-hmm. signs and those symbols, those all tell us things, right? So, it, you know, it's, it's an amazing system for you at any stage and wherever you are in your life. It's a really powerful tool.
0: So do you mind sharing, you know, you shared with me at the beginning of this episode that before you discovered human design, you, you had several areas of your life that were not necessarily in alignment. Um, and when you, when you did discover human design, cause you went on that journey to be open, looked at some more Eastern philosophies and ways of, mm-hmm. of being and discovered human design and found your own chart and began to discover who you were designed to be. How did you use the information found in your particular human design chart that led you to making the change in um, your business, making the change in your marriage, making those changes? How did you use that information? Could you give us a couple of examples?
1: Yes. So firstly, it's like when you, when you finally see who you really are, you Mm -hmm. see that you've also been hiding and you see the ways Mm -hmm. that you have been living in self-betrayal. And that was like the biggest wake up call to me. It's like, once you see it black and white right in front of you, you can't just unsee it. You can't really just keep suppressing it. Right. And when you see who you are and you uncover it and you feel into that, you lean into that and you know, oh, this fits. This mm-hmm. is right, right? Because you know the truth by the way it feels, right? And it's like, but this, this, is, this is right. I know it is. When that, when that like purpose to be the most true version of you is calling to you, mm-hmm. you cannot help but accept the call right? It's like a volcano erupting out of you. It's like, you can't contain it. Right. And so when I was like, oh yeah, that, you know, this is really what I need in, in, you know, or my, my purpose, for example, is not working in corporate. I meant to be an entrepreneur guiding people into their greatness. Mm-hmm. Right. I, can't, I, there's no way, there's no way I would have been able to stay there. So it was more so it's like, I allowed it to like, I tried it on energetically, right. It fit. And it was like, oh, I can't not do this. And so yeah. I just took one little step and, like, oh, so for example, you know, first step would be. Okay, how do I even have a business doing this? Is this even viable? Right. Yeah. Hired a business coach, right. I, you know, um, had a mentor, all of these things to teach me and show me, yeah, you can actually make your superpowers into a viable business if you want to do that. And then it was just like one step, and then the next step, and the next step. I had no freaking clue. If you were told me seven years ago, I would be where I am today, I would have laughed at you. I would have been like, what kind of craziness are you talking about? but it's it's that's the beauty of the journey right it's like when you when you get one little piece of information you don't have to figure out every single aspect and domain of your life in that moment just take that one next step that's calling you the most let that be an intuitively led process and that's what i did and then before you know it here we are where every part of my life is now fully aligned with who God designed me to be. And that's powerful, but it it, it took seven years to get here. And and we're not even, we're never really arrived, right? We're always in constant evolution, but that's the beauty of the
0: journey. Oh, it is the beauty of the journey. And I think honestly, we all need, to look at the tools and the resources that are available to us. And the cool thing about human design, quite honestly, is that it's a free assessment. Like you, it's a free tool for the most part, you know, like everyone we're gonna link up a link to Daniel Laura's site where you can go and take the human design um, and get your chart. And that's all free. And again, she has this fabulous guide that you can download and begin to do the self-study to understand the chart on your own. So all of that is free. You know, obviously, Danielle Laura has an amazing suite of offerings where you can get her support. She can guide you. She can teach you. She can even help you process the information as it applies to certain areas of your life. We've only talked about storytelling today, but definitely you can apply it to many other areas of your life. And if you are curious about that, I'm telling you, Danielle is the person to reach out to. She is the one to go to. I have sat in on many of her uh, Zoom masterclasses and things of that nature. And even though, again, I did all of this without having taken my human design chart, I did not know that much about human design. I hadn't really explored it, but I listened. And every time she explained it, it just made sense. It made sense. It was practical. I felt like I could, I could infuse it. This was, these were things that I could apply. These were things that I could better understand about myself and about others. Again, today, that's been a huge awakening for me is thinking about, you know, how do I help my storytelling clients better knowing, maybe knowing their human design first. I don't know. We might be doing human design on everybody before they become a client, you know, <laughs> and so I can work with them better. But um, yeah, I really encourage all of us to explore the tools and the resources that are available to help us move forward in life. Cause that's really what I want. I want that for all of us. I mean, there are things that are not easy, you know, like Mm -hmm. we get stuck. I feel like, um, you know, I mentioned going to the Brendan Bouchard conference before, and I felt like I went into that conference kind of stuck, you know, I was really Mm -hmm. feeling a lot of friction. I was really feeling a lot of I don't know, you know, a lot of that was going on in my head and, uh, you know, I just needed the cobwebs to clear a little bit. And that was a resource. That was a resource that I tapped into, you know, some information and and some motivation and some really good teaching that helped, you know, clear those cobwebs out a whole lot for me, which was really, really good. Um, And so I think this is another resource that we can look deeper into our own human design to begin to understand how we are literally wired you know we are yep. literally wired and and god did that god designed us intentionally and purposely, and he knows he knows the path and so yeah. this is a blueprint to get a little bit of a clue as to what that path should look like for you
1: exactly couldn't have said it better
0: Oh, uh, thank you so much for being with me today um as i said look into the show notes we're going to give you that link that is a free link to go take your human design um, assessment, if you will, and get your chart and then download her free. Uh, what do you call the guide? What is the guide called? Uh,
1: it's honest. just very simple.
0: Introduction to human design guide. <laughs> Introduction to human design guide. I yep. mean, that is real fancy, isn't it? And we're going to give you the link in the show notes. So wherever you are listening to the podcast, click over into the show notes. If you're not sure, then go to lightbeamers.com slash podcast, and we will have it there for you on our website. But if you're not finding it in the podcast player, we have it there for you. You can also reach out to Danielle Laura. She's all over um, social media, very active on social media. Are you just at Danielle Laura? Yes, I sure am. Mm-hmm. Danielle Laura. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Okay. Here's a fun assignment. Here's a fun assignment for those of you listening. I would love you to DM me once you have your human design, if you don't have it already, I would love to know, you know, are you a, what, what is your human design type? Are you a manifesting generator like me? Are you a manifester? Are you a generator? Are you a projector or let me get them all right. A reflector and a missing one. What's the, what's you the, you got a, it. I did them all? Okay. Yay. I remembered them all. Okay. (laughs) I want to know because now I have more information about the type of storyteller that you are suited to be. So that's going to be really fun for us to know. So DM me, let me know what type you are in the human design chart. I would love to know. Thank you, Danielle, for being with me today and sharing this really juicy information. I love this so much about how we can apply human design to our storytelling skills.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, April. I loved every second of our conversation and I hope it's helpful for anyone who's listening. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I think it will be. Thank you guys for being here today. As always, share this episode out. Talk about this with your friends, with your family, and definitely inside the Light Beamers community. We want to keep this conversation going. And if you have not given this podcast a review, go over there and do that. Let us know that you're enjoying our episodes, and I will see you back here next week right here same channel same time same things all the time right here on the inside story podcast see you then i hope you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family now did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others this is the question i get asked more than any other How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a Light Beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Lightbeamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.